this is Stephanie Hansen, and you are listening to The Makers of Minnesota, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And COVID has really been an interesting thing for entrepreneurs to deal with in the last six months. In some cases, it's presented challenges, but in other cases, it's presented really unique opportunities. When I think about our next guest, I first saw, I think, an article about them, and I thought, oh, this is such a good idea. And then I never got around to broadcasting with you guys until more recently. And the place I'm talking about is True North Base Camp. It is an adventure sport and sort of minimalist resort. And I just can't think of anything more perfect right now during the COVID environment. So Dan Jurek is here with me and Jeff Bajic. And you guys, you've been working on this for a while, but you are really on the cusp of what everybody wants, which is to get outside in the great outdoors to get away from virus land, right? Yes, that is true. That We've seen a, definitely an uptick of, of new people wanting to enjoy the outdoors. I mean, before uh, the pandemic, definitely a steady stream of, of people, but we're seeing a lot of new faces you know, taking their 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 first first trip up to Cuyuna and really really loving it. So it's a wonderful place. And Cuyuna is it a primarily a bike trail or is it a hiking trail as well? It's really surprisingly, um, yes. Its core business or not business core recreation is around mountain biking. It has world class mountain biking trails. But what people are finding is the water there is absolutely gorgeous. It's has 40 feet of clarity. The lakes that are up there have no cabins on them for the most part because it's state land and they used to be iron ore mines that have since filled in with water. So on a, on a sunny day, the, the, the water looks like Caribbean blue. And if you kayak or, or uh, paddleboard on it, it's, it's really, really beautiful as well. So if you go up there, I, I would recommend, you know, doing the dual sport, uh, paddling and biking. And True North Base Camp, what is the closest like city area that you're in? We are in near Crosby and Crosby is about 14 miles east of Brainerd. And I, as a kid, used to go to Crosby and Deerwood. A friend of ours had a place on Bay Lake. So I can say it's a solid like two hour drive, maybe a little bit further, but not much. Yeah, it's really close to the Twin Cities. So how long you guys have had this for a while now. So tell me about how you started and what was the genesis of the original business idea? Jeff, we first started uh, looking at the business opportunity in 2014. And it um, really started out with us trying to find a way to provide good lodging. We went up to the Crosby area for a mountain biking trip for Dan and I. Um, We had brought our kids up there during... um, the fall time, right around this time of the year, and it was very rainy, it was cold, and it wasn't too comfortable staying in the uh, DNR campsite. So Dan had the great idea of why don't we build some lodging facilities that can be catered to people like us going up there to enjoy enjoy the area. So we left that trip. Um, Dan actually started penciling out some ideas and concepts and came to me and said, um, what do you think? And so that allowed us to start putting together this plan and start looking for land, which um, we identified in 2014 and made the acquisition of the property in 2015. So that was kind of the start of it and kind of the genesis of us, of us getting uh, interested in developing something around this. And did you start out with like tent platforms, basically? No, we, we, so we went in with the idea that um, we can build 
a facility that can kind of cater to all levels of guests. So really, we've got a campground that is really just for tent camping. And then we built these camper cabins, which are minimalist cabins, but are comfortable because they have HVAC, heating, air conditioning, they've got beds. Um, And so it's a comfortable place to kind of do that next step up from the camping experience without having, you know, a full luxury um, hotel room or a cabin with the plumbing. A few years later, we decided to implement or to develop a, uh, these cabin tents, which is really the in-between the cabins and the camping. So it allows someone to want to experience camping, but don't want to haul up all their gear, but don't want to quite go into the cabins yet. So it's this in-between. Um, so we can have three different options for everyone. So um, the campground and the cabins were developed right away, and then the camper ca- or the uh, cabin tents were ultimately developed a couple of years later after that. And this area is becoming really world-renowned for mountain biking, hiking. Um, you're close enough to the Brainerd Lakes area for the entertainment and food yeah. options for when that becomes back in style. Yeah, exactly. And, and what's been really just amazing to watch is the transformation of Crosby Main Street. I mean, we were one of the first businesses, you know, from out of the area to invest in building something. So it it could have gone the other way, but fortunately, our timing was right. And shortly thereafter, Main Street came to life with great new restaurants and bars and breweries. And and so it really is now quite the uh, experience to go away for, you know, uh, a weekend or a long weekend and and experience the main street we're in you know we're relatively close less than a mile from main street and we purposely did not put in kitchens in our cabins because one we either want people to cook at their campsite we have cooking grates on our on our uh, uh, firings but also so they go into to downtown and enjoy the restaurants there and people love it you know it's just great because the, the cuisine is pretty diverse, you know, considering. Um, so there's something for everyone from a restaurant perspective, really thoughtful menus at the, the, the bars. I'm sorry, at the restaurants, but there's a like a cocktail bar that just opened up and you, the breweries and, and more and more things are happening. And it, it's smart growth is, is occurring. And what I love about it most is that it's primarily independent businesses having a go at it. So it, it, it doesn't look like every other you know, town you go into with your traditional, you know, um, national brands. There's a lot of cool entrepreneurs putting their hard work and energy around their creative ideas and bringing it to life. So it's really fun to see that happening. Your peak season is obviously spring, summer, and fall. Do you have amenities for the winter or do you shut down? So um, we keep the cabins open in the wintertime. Our shower house is heated floors, so it's very comfortable for people to um you know, access the shower house and, and get cleaned up, et cetera. But a really popular activity up there in the silent sport is the fat biking. And the DNR does groom about 20 miles of the fat biking trail to make it um, very rideable in the wintertime. So we have a steady stream of uh, guests going up there in the winter to fat bike and to cross-country ski. There's some cross-country skiing um, pretty close to the area and to our place that um, they can access. These are like perfectly situated just in terms of, so what COVID has done is it's forced us sort of to be outside and to get back and explore the great outdoors. 
and you guys are perfectly situated for this. When you have like a sold out weekend, how many people are on the site? So in the summertime, um, when we have a sold out weekend, um, we're probably averaging about 80 people, 80 to 100 people on the property at any one time. Depends on how many people are occupying a, a single campsite, whether it's a family or an individual. Um, but it could probably range in anywhere between 80 and 100 people on a sold out uh, weekend that we have during the summer. Is this something, because I would imagine it is, that's replicable in other locations? Certainly, yeah. And it, what's really interesting is, is seeing the growth of door recreation beyond water skiing and fishing in Minnesota. You're seeing, I mean, the DNR has made statements that they're, you know, focusing on broadening their reach in that area. So outstate Minnesota, like in the Iron Range, they're, they're adding trails and, and things like that. So to answer your question, yes, it's definitely, uh, rep, uh, you know, scalable to other areas. But really, we are just focusing on getting this dialed in perfectly before we start you know, doing that because yes, it's easy to expand really quickly and things like that, but then things get missed, you know, and we really want to keep it really, uh, 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 you know, operating very, very, uh, you know, tightly. And, and, and we want people to notice, you know, the cleanliness, it's like part of it, we, we, uh, committed ourselves to was like, whenever you travel across country and stay at, uh, uh, campgrounds or whatever, the, the showering and bathroom experience is just really horrendous. And, and that's one thing that's consistent, it seems like. So we get so many compliments about how much, you know, how clean our showers and bathrooms are. I know that seems, you know, a little thing, but, but it, it really is something we focus on making sure that it's a clean and safe environment for people. And, and it's no, it's noticed too. So. I'm a camper, so it's no small thing when you yeah. go into a bathroom and it's nice. I'll just tell yeah, you that. Yeah, yeah. One thing that strikes me about this business model that's interesting is it's a lot of upfront costs before you can start to monetize it. So how does that work? Do you have like a three to five year plan before you can start to monetize it? And does it depend on full occupancy or how do you even write a business plan for this concept? Yeah, so um, it was a bit of a leap of faith at the beginning um, for Dan and I from a financial modeling uh, perspective. Um, we certainly can uh, glean information from uh, the KOA campgrounds of the world or other areas, but what we created was pretty unique. It, it's, it didn't have the amenities of a, a KOA campground. Um, we didn't want to focus in on the retail side of the business. We wanted to be really incredibly focused on um, customer experience to have a quiet um, getaway um, to, to break away from as much of the uh, chaos as you can from wherever you happen to be living. So that modeling was difficult to find an example of a similar situation, but we really went into saying, you know, um, what do we need to charge to a, you know, get a return on our investment um, and add a little bit of profitability to the business plan. Um, and then we started backing into how many units we would need. And then you start backing into occupancy numbers of, you know, how full do you need to be before um, you're breaking even during the season. And as you've already identified, it's a very tight window. So um, while we're open year round, um, we're really looking at, you know, May through September and October, if it's good, like on a day like today, where 
Um, we've got lots of snow in October. It's a little more difficult to, to get people up there during these shoulder seasons. Um, so that was kind of the plan. Um, Dan and I were convinced we could uh, um, turn break even pretty quickly. Um, and uh, we certainly did. We, we've uh, been fortunate enough to turn um, break even very quickly. And we're in this for the long haul. This isn't a short-term investment for us. And um, um, that's, it's kind of a passion for us as well as. I was going to say how fun, because you can like do all the outdoor activities and have your own places to stay. Yeah. Yeah. That that's evolved. I, I would say Dan would admit it as well. Our first uh, few years uh, on site at the property, at the business, um, we weren't experiencing a lot of that. It's really as of the last couple of years where, you know, when Dan and I are on site, um, we can break away and enjoy some of those activities and, and have a little bit more fun. So um, the first three years was, was uh, a quite a bit of work and a lot of effort and a lot of stress to get there. But Dan and I were committed to a long-term investment, not only to ourselves, but it was really important for Dan and I to go in and have an, have a commitment to the town and to the city and to the residents there. Um, and everyone else that helped get this, uh, this mountain bike community and paddleboard community up and running. So um, it, it, it was something we were committed and we were going to stick this out. And um, it's turned out wonderful for us. And it's been a great experience to watch, as Dan said, the town grow um, and watch the businesses grow and watch our business grow. It's, it's just been um, a heck of a lot of fun. It sounds pretty organic too, in that your interest is, you know, what is the terminology uh, all something about all boats can raise all ships, raise all boats, or I'm not saying this right, but I know what you mean though, you know, that, that it, the, 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 really the ripple effect that, that the, the, uh, the business have. And, and yeah, it's, it's great that, you know, it, it, that is really the proudest thing. I, I, it's highly up there as, as well as making this successful business, but I really enjoy going down Main Street and just seeing all the commerce happening, and and because you know it, the the town of Crosby was in a in a sorry situation in the eighties and and even nineties, you know, since the eighties, and you know it, it's one of those towns that have just these cool old buildings that that now are being renovated really nicely, professionally done, and and it's just how you envision you want a small town to be, you know, now, you know, have its own personality and, and things like that. So I love that. And it is kind of funny because COVID is sort of unfortunately driving a lot of us towards big box retail and online shopping and all those things that don't necessarily support the maker environment yet mm-hmm. we're our, our, our footprint as a community is getting smaller, right? So we're all sort of entrenched at home and talking to our neighbors more and getting outside I can't wait to see like a 10 year analysis of people looking back on this time and seeing the trends and the innovation and the things that have occurred because it is a really cool time. If you can weather it and you can sort of step back and look at just the unique ways people are changing their habit, the whole outdoors and the way that people are purchasing outdoor equipment and reinvesting in their bodies and even people working from home and not necessarily um, 
working in the same. So they'll, they'll take, I, I noticed my neighbor, it goes for a run every day at 11 o'clock. You know, people seem to be kind of reprioritizing their health, their bodies, the outdoors in general. I love seeing that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and it, it is that, I mean, I've, I just see the, the, it, once you kind of get up North or, you know, out in the wilderness, even if you're all wound up from, you know, your work week, you know, after about an hour or two, you just kind of, you know, unwind and he's like, boy, was I foolish to be feeling that way before, you know? And it's mm-hmm. just like the simple, I mean, this goes, just everyone and their uh, sister, brother say this, but, you know, the simple things in life are the things that are most enjoyable. You know, it's just like, you know, I, it's funny. I, what I always draw upon, I've got this picture of my daughter. Uh, she's now 11, but she must've been five. And she's just by a, uh, with a stick by a mud puddle. And literally she's there for like, I bet five hours and, you know, you couldn't, there's no toy on this earth that could have kept her, you know, attention for five hours. And right, exactly. that uh, comment is that, you know, nature does wonders to your brain, you know, and it just wants you to just immerse yourself in it more and more. So it's really, how do you guys market the business and get clients? Are you like, I'm just, I'm curious because you're not on a hotel roster, you know, you're kind of your own thing. Yeah. It's interesting where, what we really wanted to be committed to Minnesota. And so we really um, partnered early on with some really cool Minnesota brands like twin six is a Minnesota, you know, cycling brand. Um, 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 Paddle North is a Minnesota, you know, paddleboard company and Surly and, um, uh, gear junkie. So really, we almost, I mean, it, we partnered with, you know, influencers that that helped, you know, you know, get get the word out. And so, and then, um, and then we uh, utilized a lot of uh, uh, PR as well through, and fortunately, we were able to get some great coverage in Outside Magazine, Cosmopolitan Magazine, Midwest, uh, Midwest, uh, uh, Midwest, Out- not Midwest Outdoors. Um, Midwest Living. Them? Yeah, Midwest Living and things like that. So, we were fortunate enough um, to get a lot of that public um, publicity early on, and it, it was quite interesting. I think I think the concept even then kind of caught a lot of people's eye. You know that that it's 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 interesting. No one's gone to this angle before, in in, in especially in Minnesota. I'll, I'll definitely say that there are others on other you know on the coast and things, but uh, it just feels like Minnesota and the Midwest is so focused on you know hunting and fishing and. And as, as you can attest, go to an REI and, and, and really there's no one, nothing there specifically for that crowd. And that's kind of in the back of our mind, what we're thinking about is where would REI people want to go and what would they want? Yeah. The, the other thing I will add, you know, going back to the beginning days of, of launching this business, Dan and I spent um, many days and many oh, yeah. hours at trade shows. So we were at the Midwest Mountaineering trade show, um, pitching the area, pitching the business, um, there's a winning winter bike expo. Dan and I went to. Dan and I set up a booth at REI um, in down in Bloomington. So we spent a lot of time, you know, kind of on the ground promoting the business, telling the story, getting people encouraged to get up there. So again, it it it, it was a lot of work. We didn't just build it and hope they would come. We had to get out there and sell the business and sell the area too. We were promoting Crosby um, quite a bit. Um, because that's was important as much as promoting our place and, and our line of business. So lots of work involved from that perspective. Are, what percentage of your guests are repeat? I would say 
we probably have, I'm going to say 60%. Okay. So it's 60% is yeah. pretty yeah. nice, but yeah, you're yeah, always yeah. looking for the 40% yeah, new folks. This, and yeah. What, what's been interesting is really this, it, I'm, I'm, I'm really interesting to see what, what, if I answer that question the same way next year and the year after, because we've, like I said, we have a lot of new, new people and, you know, whether they're discovering the outdoors for the first time or Cuyuna for the first time, it'll be interesting to, to see, you know, how, how many, you know, want to come back and so forth. But I just, I wish you guys the best of luck. I think your logo is super cute. The aesthetic that you're fostering up there really worked for me. I, just saw this. And the first time I saw it, I was like, Oh, this is so fun. This looks great. It's everything you need. All right. Well, yeah, we thank you so much to, you know, for, you know, contacting us because uh, yeah, we enjoy talking about, about it because it is our, you know, our, our passion project by all means. At what point will you start taking reservations or are you already for spring and summer of next year? Yeah, we are already. Okay. Yes. And, and how can people reach you? What's the most effective way for them to do that if they want to inquire? Yeah, definitely go to truenorthbasecamp.com. And, you know, we have a easy to use e-commerce site. Uh, hit the book now button and you'll see all your options. So, Okay, excellent. Thank you guys for joining me today and being guests on the Makers of Minnesota. I really appreciate it and love hearing about what you're doing. Great. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Okay, we'll Take talk care. to you soon. Bye-bye.